Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Seven up from the fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church and Pastor Keith Fleming. Man, it must be a special guest today to get him back in the studio. Absolutely. Mike, it's got to be something Colorado based. Does he get more people throwing stuff at him when he mentions the Broncos and Denver and the Mountains? Avalanche and the Rockies. And (laughs) And the Colorado Buffs. Well, he hasn't had a lot to talk about when it's come to the Buffalo football lately. But when he thinks back in the day, and that's the reason he's here today, we are blessed. Uh, we are truly blessed to have uh, Coach Bill McCartney with uh, with us today. Coach, how are you today? Doing great. It's great to be with uh, these Golden Buffaloes. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm a Badger, and I'm not I'm not running from that at all, man. I am I am truly a Wisconsin Badger football fan. Hey, um, Keith, can you talk a little bit about how uh, how we reached out to uh, Coach McCartney? Yeah, Coach McCartney, uh, he, uh, what I understand, Coach, you do a Bible study at uh, Panera there in Westminster uh, with a number of guys each week. And uh, my mother works there a couple uh, couple days a week, and so she uh, she knows Coach Mack and knows what a uh, fanatic I am, you know, about the Buffs football. <laughs> sure. And mentioned that uh, Coach was there doing this Bible study each week. And uh, so I said, Mom, would, would, you, would you write him a little letter, ask if he'd come on the show? And uh, here we are today, man. That's uh, that. Would you tell your mom thank you? I please? will do that. Yeah, I, ma- make sure she listens to the broadcast. I will. Okay? I will do that. Yeah. yeah, that that would be awesome. Hey, coach. Um, real quick, just just to let you know that the the show Faith in the Zone, we're a secular sports station here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we've been doing this for about two and a half years. And uh, it was an idea that uh, Pastor Ken Keltner had come up with, and, and and I took and kind of expanded a little bit, thinking that on a secular sports station, if we could get six months in, and we could we could talk about uh, people's faith and how it's affected their lives professionally and personally, if we could do that for six months before they say, wait a second, what were we thinking? And it's been going on for two and a half years, and, and truly blessed to have some phenomenal guests like yourself come on a show like this. Well, bless you guys. Uh, God's word does not return void, so you're doing the good work. Well, we we appreciate that, Coach. What uh, what's a day to day like for you? Are you? Uh, I know you were out riding a bike before we talked. You're you're staying fairly active. Are you playing some golf and doing stuff like that? I actually live on a public golf course. I'm 75 years old. I was married 50 years and three months, and the Lord took uh, Lindy about two years ago. So. That's been an adjustment, um, letting go of her. Nobody tells you how to do that, and, you know, it's just a 
uh, you know, your heart hurts. Uh, she was amazing. She was a extraordinary woman of God. And so uh, my daughter uh, lives close by. I have two sons that are here in Colorado. And then I got a, another one who's in full-time ministry. So he's in Texas. Um, but, um, you know, I, I have read the Word of God every day for 42 years. I would never not read the Word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Word of God is alive and powerful. So, you know, I'm a man of the Word. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, just a sinner saved by grace, but His Word is alive in me. Oh, Coach, that uh, that's powerful. I love those passages there in Psalms that you were sharing. And uh, Keith said that you were teaching a Bible study there at Panera. What what have you what have you been studying with the guys there at Panera? What we do, I've been doing this for many many years now. Is um, we get together at six o'clock in the morning, and uh, we get you know ten or twelve guys, and um, one of the men is a pastor. And so he superintends it. He he's always got something that he leads with, and it's you know it's always the word. And um, we, you know, Promise Keeper started um, in a coffee shop uh, when I was coaching at the University of Michigan, and used to drive to about ten twenty miles to a coffee shop, and guys would come from Detroit. I was coming from Ann Arbor, and. What happened was uh, we started out with four, then we had eight, then we had 12, then we had 24, then we had 50, then we had every, every Tuesday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, more than 100 adult men would show up in this restaurant, and this restaurant <laughs> loved it because they were getting rich. I bet and, so. Because we all ordered breakfast. You know, that's, yeah. that was the agreement we made is if we – Use your restaurant. We'll, we will order something. So we, we helped them. But anyway, that, and so we said the restaurant's name was Sambo's. It's between Ann Arbor and Detroit. And we said, if God can fill Sambo's, God can fill stadiums, you know. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, uh, he did. And, you know, we, we asked him to, to uh, anoint what he had given us to do. And, but it, it's, it's always been centered on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the Word. In mm-hmm. the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you can get a man in the Word, you can catch it, you can get his heart. And that's yeah. what we learned. We just learned that the key to evangelizing, the key to sharing your faith is get them in the Word. It's a supernatural book, isn't it, Coach? It's uh, amazing. I mean, you, I, I guarantee if you were in a coffee shop and you're studying with some guys and people walk in, uh, because I, I, I was just in a coffee shop this morning with some guys studying. We're, we're in the book of Romans. And it's amazing. People walk by, and they give you a double look. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how powerful that book is. I mean, it's like, are they reading the Bible? And uh, you're, you are so right on that his word is not going to return void. It's not going to come back empty, and it is a supernatural, powerful book. It has been preserved for us by God, and it's a... Uh, it, it has a wonderful message for the world to hear, and uh, I love it. I love hearing that you know you're passionate about the word, and, and you know the, the men of Issachar understood the times and knew what to do about it. 
Mm-hmm. And therein is a biblical mandate for every generation. You're supposed to spiritually understand. And I personally believe that um, the days are getting more difficult. They're getting darker. Uh, it's not the rage anymore. Uh, you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's uncommon when you get a guy that really be wholehearted and genuine. Uh, that's what I see from my perspective. Um, when I go to church, I see people who are there, but I don't see enough of them who truly are people of the Word. Hmm. And we, so we are we are talking to Bill McCartney. He is uh, the former head football coach at Colorado, founder of Promise Keepers. Hey, coach, when we talked uh, a few days ago. Uh, you, you had uh, told me that your your high school days back in Michigan, and I needed to bring this up because it's amazing to me that that one year you won a uh, state championship in football and in basketball. That that was quite the year. Yeah, it it was some of the same kids, of course, and um, you know I I had a football scholarship to the University of Missouri, and uh, I was I grew up in the Detroit area, but got a scholarship to Missouri. And then when I went into coaching, uh, I, uh, which is what I always intended to do, you know, when I was a little kid, I knew I was going to be a coach. They'd ask me, you know how you ask little kids, what are you going to be when you grow up? I said, I'm going to be a coach. <laughs> and so, um, but w- when I was coaching um, basketball, uh, I became uh, a disciple of Bobby Knight. Now, Knight is not a believer, yeah. and he's pretty foul in his approach but he's a tremendous teacher um so i i used to fly to indiana and sit at his feet and i ran his offense and his defense well in football i flew to houston at that time the university of houston ran the triple option and bill yeoman was a coach so i Mm -hmm. i was a you know i was a coach who had the the holy spirit and when you know, when a coach uh, is led by the Spirit, all bets are off. Mm. Yeah, that's the, the, that's a fact. And 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 that that high school year, coach, where where you go back to back football and basketball, I know how difficult it is to be a head coach in one of those two sports. But to do both, yeah, there's you get done winning a state championship in football. I would imagine two days later, you put a whistle around your neck and. And you're starting to teach the flex or whatever offense you're running at that point. <laughs> you know, coaching is intoxicating. It's compelling. I mean, where else does your budget run up and down the field? And, uh, you know, it, it, it's challenging. It's rewarding. And these kids that I coached, they, they bought in. They, they subscribed, you know. Yeah, sure. And, and uh, my sp- Spiritual gift. My primary spiritual gift is Romans twelve eight exhortation. Mm. I can challenge, rally, motivate, and inspire. It's a God given gift, and so in coaching, that gift is really valuable because kids, Daffy Duck. You know, when I coached in college, they're between the ages of eighteen and twenty two, and it's when a boy becomes a man, he's trying to find himself. He's trying to discover. People ask him, what are you going to be when you grow up? And they all have something to say. But really, it's during that time that they discover that. Well, that's when they 
are, are really, really open to the gospel, too. Mm. Yeah, uh, Coach, we just had, um, Mike, do you remember who that was, the guest that almost said the same exact thing, that he spends time with these guys with the gospel and because they're they're so hungry to want to know the truth? See, uh, uh, the basketball coach we had? Might have been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was, um, I, I think he was part of the, the, um, the Christian College Association. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, but Coach, you were talking, and, and I would have said that same exact thing, because I watched you for the 12 years I was in Denver, and you were coaching at the University of Colorado. Uh, someone once said, especially coaches in college, they, they have to know X's and O's, they have to be able to motivate, and they have to be able to recruit, and you could do all three. And on your motivation, the thing, and I think, you know, because I coached uh, myself when I was out in Colorado, I coached uh, basketball at some high schools there, and I think I picked up on one motivational ploy or scenario that you had, and I, this is what I heard. You can tell me if, I, if, if it was true or not, but I heard that uh, one season, before you started the season, you had all the guys write a name on a card of someone that was very special to them, and you put it in a locked box. And you kept it in that locked box, but you'd have it out there at practice or whatever. But then when you got to Nebraska, it was I remember it was a cold, icy, kind of rainy game, and I think Nebraska was up. And I heard that you opened the box at halftime, and you just started reading names. And uh, the, the guys came out and dominated the second half against Nebraska. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Or did I just dream that? You dreamt that. I did. You got me kidding. I loved it. I heard that, and I said, what? Man, he's dream- told that story about 50 times. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to validate it, but I can't. Yeah. If this oh. wasn't faith in the zone, baby, but no, not on, oh, not on faith I, in the zone. That's awesome. You, you know, um, uh, picking up on that a little bit, now that, that, that did not happen. But mm-hmm. what, what I used to do, you know, in, in um, college, you go in their homes and recruit them, and you try to talk them into coming to your program. And the Lord took us from the cellar to the ceiling. I mean, we had the worst record in all of. There's 118 Division One schools at that time. We were last in victories, and and then the Lord took us from the cellar to the ceiling. Well, how did that happen? I would go in the home to recruit the kid. Many times there was no dad, just mom, particularly in the African American home. But I would get a chair out of the kitchen. I would I would deliberately go before they told me where to sit, and I would get a chair so that I could position myself to look into the eyes of the mom and the boy. Now, if Dad was there, uh, I, he you know he was that was important. And I would say to them, "You need to understand that football is not the most important thing in my life." I've given my life to Jesus Christ. He lives and reigns in my heart. And if you come to Colorado, you're going to be in the company of a guy who loves God with all his heart. Well, you know, not everybody wants to hear that. and So not everybody bought in. But the Lord, you know, uh, he said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Mm -hmm. And um, But if you're not ashamed of me, you know, I, I, I might have made that up, but somewhere I think it's in the Word. Um, I, you know, I, I spoke my faith readily, 
And then I just trusted God to give me favor. And he took us from the cellar to the ceiling. He gave us these players. In other words, I can't tell you how many homes I was in when mom says, I don't know anything about football. And I don't, and everybody's telling me how great my kid is. But what you just said right there is what I wanted to hear. Oh, and my son is, see, they, a kid can't go to a school unless his parent signs. You know, right. yeah. he, can't, he, can't, he can't just make the choice himself. He has to have support of his parents. Anyway, but that's how the Lord uh, built the program. Boy, that's awesome. We're talking to Coach Bill McCartney. He is former head football coach at Colorado and the founder of, of Promise Keepers. We have got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. In studio with me this week, from Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner and Pastor Keith Fleming. And again, Keith, please thank your mom for this. Will do. Really appreciate that. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Chick-fil-A Brookfield. Here's hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside two pastors from Brookside Baptist Church, Keith Fleming and Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guests for the entire hour. And, uh, man, if you listen to the first segment, you know why we're so excited about having Bill McCartney join us. He is the uh, former head football coach at Colorado and founder of Promise Keepers. Uh, Pastor Keith, can I ask you a quick question? If I if I said to you, you're other than, maybe, no, I'll, I'll let you keep this one because I'm sure that's one of those. Your favorite Colorado football memory. Favorite Colorado football memory is that uh, that uh, Orange Bowl in '91. There you go. You know? And uh, you have the rocket return that punt, and we're all holding our breath. You know, oh no, no, you see that flag come out, and uh, and and Coach McCartney, that was a clip, right? Definitely. <laughs> a clip. We went and, back uh, and looked, and I think it was a clip. Hold on, you, and, you're not going to say the Michigan game with Cordell that, Stewart throwing well, the ball. That, that's, the Michigan that's miracle is where I thought yeah, you yeah. were going. That's yeah, a close. That's what, but that national championship, you know, yeah, uh, that 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 gets you as a you know as a junior high, and that hooks you as a Buffs fan now, forever. That one that was now was that shared? Is that? No, no, no. Bus <laughs> are, uh, um, are national champs. You know, when we beat uh, Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl, uh, and that clip uh, was the deciding play in the game, uh, short time after that, I was at a function where Lou Holtz and I were both <laughs> invited to speak at it. And I said, uh, Coach Holtz, you'll be glad to know that that clip that your kid had where he hit my kid in the back, <laughs> that scar on his back is healing nicely. <laughs> That's right. And, oh. and, you know, he is quick-witted. Oh, I bet he... Coach, yeah, I... that was a clip, your kid had his helmet on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Hey, go ahead, Keith. Now, Coach, you talked about uh, the you know the uh, state of the program and how you took that from the, the cellar to the ceiling. Um, I like what's going on there uh, today, and and what uh, Coach Mike McIntyre is doing. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Buffs and and where they're heading here in the football program? 
Well, my favorite player in all of college football is number 95. His name is Derek McCartney. That's right. <laughs> Kid's got he's, a smile, lights up the room, I think. He is. He's, he is precious. And, you know, he's 21 years old. He's studying to be a doctor. Uh, he led him in sacks last year, and he still has two years to play. So, um, But Coach McIntyre is a, is a real man of God. Mm. He's a man of the word. And um, there just aren't enough of them out there. So guys like him, we got to pray for him because, as you know, in these public universities, if you don't win, you're gone. Yeah. I mean, right. they're not, you know, but if you um, have a faith like he has and you have enough success, then you can be there for the an extended period of time. And my concern is whether we're going to be able to keep him. Right, right. Can we, can, can we compete in the Pac-12? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the reason is um, kids on the West Coast, when they visit Boulder on a recruiting trip, they think they died and went to heaven. Right. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's the truth. Boulder it, it is beautiful. up against the Rocky Mountains. It's only 30 miles from Denver. It's close to a major airport. And Los Angeles is wall-to-wall people. In other words, everywhere you go is a traffic jam. And so when you get a kid that grew up in that culture and you get him to visit Boulder, he thinks he died and went to heaven. Uh, I mean, you can sign him. And so Colorado should always be able to compete because it's a college town. Right. It's, a, it's a safe place. It's an environment that, where you're, you're not afraid to send your kid away to school. He's not going to be getting in trouble. Um, that, that's, that gives you a chance. Uh, against those big uh, schools, you know, from L.A. I mean, Coach, I mean, just listening to you right now, I mean, you're you're just a motivator. I mean, you're, you're going to have people signing up to get out there to Boulder. <laughs> Pastor Ken, do you have any eligibility left? Hey, you know what? I, I Hey, I told you I could go out to wide receiver. Hey, yeah, I, he's I want... a, hey, Bill, he's a pretty boy. That's why he wants to play wide receiver. <laughs> He's not, he's not one of those big boys down in the trenches. He no. wants to go out with yeah. his hair flop and catch a ball. Hey, Coach, one thing as you were talking, uh, we just had Coach Bobby Bowden on, and he has said some of the same exact things you have said about the word. You know, when he came, he came, to, he went down to Florida State from uh, West Virginia, and Florida State was terrible when he got down there. And uh, he said God just blessed him, and, and they uh, – you know, they started to, to win a few games, and he started recruiting. But he said the same thing about going into these homes and telling, you know, these mothers or grandmothers, I'm going to take your kids, they're going to go to church, and we're going to be focused on who the Lord is. And so uh, as I've just been listening to you, you're right. Those kind of guys we need more of, that's for sure. You know, it's, it's, Bobby it's, Bowden was um, a cut above. Uh, you know, he is— He's really genuine. He's really humble and gracious. He's 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 really believable. I just got to believe when he went in those homes, those moms trusted him. Yeah, he went. You know, in mom doesn't know anything about football. She, he, she he knows uh, everybody's telling her her kid's great, and she knows her kid is has issues. You know, <laughs> she knows her kid is not a finished product. And so when you go in there in that home. She, she doesn't want to hear how many football games you won. She wants to hear, what are you going to do to see my boy become a man? And what are you going to do to keep him in the straight and narrow so that he 
steers clear of trouble. That's what she wants to hear. We are talking to uh, Bill McCartney, ex uh, former uh, head coach at Colorado and, and founder of Promise Keepers. Hey, coach, can you share your testimony with us and and when uh, when this started in in your life and how it started? Yeah, I grew up Catholic, and um, you know, I, I believe Catholics uh, truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of the world, but. Uh, growing up Catholic, I was not born again. I was never told you must be born again of the Spirit of God. And so uh, when I went away um, uh, to school, uh, I I wasn't ashamed of my faith, and I would say it openly, and there was, there was always concern with the other students and the other people. Uh, they didn't want to put me down, but they said, Something's missing, you know. And so uh, what happened to me was I was, they showed me in the Bible, in John chapter 3, you must be born again of the Spirit of God. And when they showed me that in the Bible, I said, well, then let's do that. And I got down on my knees, and I invited Jesus Christ into my heart, and I've never been the same. Wow. that That's that's the power of, of the gospel right there with Christ and uh I was uh, I was talking with Mike. Mike and I've discussed it before that a lot of people will say they believe in Jesus, just like the Bible says the demons believe in, you know, in God, but they tremble. But uh, it's you know a faith in in Christ is more than just this belief. It's this opening up your life and inviting Him in, which you know you did. Uh, you know, there when you got on your knees and put your faith and trust. Coach, in the Lord. I, I grew up in a Catholic school as well. And we had a guy on um, a while back, and this really stuck with me. He said that uh, he he went to Catholic schools and he knew all about Jesus Christ. He knew all the stories like he knew about Abraham Lincoln, and that's how he knew. He never, they never, and nor did they do with me when I was growing up. Talk about a personal relationship or talk about being born again, but you knew the stories. But you didn't really know anything else, and and I think I've talked to some other, uh, some people on this show that that feel as though things are starting to change in some of the Catholic schools where they're starting to to put a more of an emphasis on being born again and, and and what is the true way to heaven. So I hope that that's the case. Well, you know, uh, the evidence that you are truly born of the Spirit of God is you have a supernatural hunger for God's Word, because Jesus is the Word. Absolutely. And, and, and that's really the, the telltale sign. You show me somebody who uh, says that they love God and that they believe that Jesus is the Son of God and the Savior of the world, but they're not in the Word of God, and I'll show you somebody who's straddling the line. You, you know, all in or not in at all. Hey, Keith, uh, Keith, Keith, I, Keith uh, Coach, um, Keith, I, I know now why you were such a big fan of Coach McCartney. Right. You know, and, and when, when we've had conversations, you said, look, th- this guy's a really good football coach, but, man, above and beyond that, he's a really good man and a leader of, of, of men, and um, you're yeah. on to something. He, what a good guy. You know, Coach, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Stanley Lake High School right there in, in Westminster. I, I played football there. And I sure. used I used to tell my mom, uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go up to Boulder and play football someday, and she said only uh, only if you can get Coach McCartney to let you live with him, and, uh, <laughs> because of because of the way you know the testimony that you have there, 
and uh, and it was very obvious. And uh, so that was the only way that my mom was going to allow me to ever become a buff. And that never happened. <laughs> that no, never happened. No. <laughs> that never happened. Now, was that maybe because you were kind of a mama's boy? Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not a mama's boy. Not a mama's no. boy. Hey, Coach, I got to tell you, when, when Pastor had, uh, had talked about having Bobby Bowden on, and I know that, that uh, you live on a public golf course, he had a hole-in-one not too long ago. And, and yeah, I went to congratulate him, and he said, "Look, I have to be honest; I'm a little embarrassed by it." And I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, it was 121 yards, and I used a three wood." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "And I hit the thing, and it rolled up and went in the cup." And he said, "I didn't want to tell anybody I'm using a three wood from 121 <laughs> yards out." And uh, he said, "Then they told me that I had to buy the the clubhouse a, a round." He said, I'm, I'm cheap and I don't go into bars, so I'm not doing that. And he went home and I said, man, that's awesome. 121 yards. He said, I just, I love playing, but I can't hit the ball very far anymore. So, yeah, it's uh, it was good. Hey, coach, um, real quick before we get to a break, during your high school days, were you coaching in a private school or a public school? I coached at a Catholic school. A Catholic school, so it, it, it was open for you to be able to share your faith with 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 your players. At, and and there's a lot of coaches that listen to this show that are in public schools trying to find a way to be able to bring their faith into the locker room and be able to share with their kids. Do you have any advice for those guys? Well, you know, what I did was I all my coaches, assistant coaches, were not necessarily believers and so what i did was i got down on my knees every day and i called out their names before the lord and then i asked the lord to give me favor in that culture and you know uh in other words i i my antenna were up i wanted to share my faith i know that uh so many of them have a heart for God, but have not given themselves to God. And so it was, I was always, get, you know, I every Tuesday morning, I would meet with a large group of men, and I would get them to pray that the Lord would win the coaches and win the players to the kingdom. And, you know, I think the most misunderstood and underestimated power out there is prayer. Yep. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful. Righteous mean, just means right standing, mm-hmm. someone who's repentant. And so, uh, to me, it's it's prayer. And, um, uh, you know, I what I would do is I would rally the, the righteous and get them to pray. And when a guy said, hey, coach, love what you're doing up there. I love that we got a man of faith up there. I said, then, then will you be on my prayer team? Will will you agree that every day when you get up in the morning, you'll go down on your knees and you'll seek the living God for our program? So, you know, it was a cumulative thing. Yeah, Coach, uh, I was at Stanley Lake High School, too. I was doing some basketball there, coaching basketball. And the principal, he had been a devout Catholic of 42 years. He was at Green Mountain High School uh, as a uh, no, Bear Creek High School as principal, and then he superintended uh, Chatfield or in uh, uh, Columbine. And uh, he told us, he told me, he said, I was a devout Catholic 42 years. I believed in Jesus, so forth and so on. He said, I had a freshman student come into my office, tell me he wanted to share with me something that changed his life. 
as he was telling me about what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross, he said, my secretary came to the door and said, would you like for me to have uh, this young man leave? He goes, no, in fact, I'd like for you to close the door. I want to hear what he has to say. And John Musiano said, as a devout Catholic, when he finished, he said, I had never personally put my faith in Jesus. And he said, just like what you had said about getting on your knees, he got down on his knees in his office, and he asked Jesus Christ to come into his life and save him. And he said, when that young boy got up and walked out, he thanked the young man for coming, and when he walked, when he saw him walk out and he turned around, he said the young man's shirt was soaking wet. He said it hit him that that young guy was so nervous to come in there and tell him that. And he said, we had 3,700 kids there at um, Bear Creek High School. He said, I spent the entire rest of the year looking for that young man to tell him thank <laughs> you. And he said, That's a great story. He said, but when I get to heaven, I, after I meet my Lord, I'm going to say, hey, can you point, to, point me to that freshman boy? because I just want to give him a hug and tell him thank you. And uh, he would say, Ken, try, you know, be, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, but, but love these guys, have them over your home, and give them the gospel. And uh, so, That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, guys, and we're going to get uh, Coach's response to that on the other side of break. We have to get that break. Uh, former head coach for the Colorado Buffaloes and founder of Promise Keepers, Bill McCartney, is our guest this week on Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market, an all-American window and doors. Here's hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner and Pastor Keith Fleming from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. And he's a good one. Former head football coach at Colorado and founder of Promise Keepers, Bill McCartney. Uh, Pastor? Uh, coach, you uh, in an earlier segment, you talked about uh, difficult days and, and, and finding people who are truly people of the word and, and grounded in the word and, and in, in prayer. Um, you know, Boulder uh, can be a place that is very difficult to be a Christian in, in that, uh, in that area. Um, Madison out here is, is, is just like Boulder, uh, very liberal. Um, what advice, uh, would you give people who, who, you know, might have, have trouble in sharing their faith and their testimony, um, as, uh, as people might ridicule them for being a Christian? Well, you know, the Lord, uh, when he, when he birthed promise keepers, uh, it, it was, we just only had men and, Isaiah thirty-eight nineteen says, a father to the children. One translation says, a father to the children shall make known the truth. I believe that it, 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 Almighty God, in his sovereignty and his providence, uh, he's, he's at, he wants us to go get the men. He wants us to rally the men because when a man lays down his life for his wife, that's a real man. Want to know a definition of a real man? He serves his wife. He champions her. He celebrates her. He honors her. He comes home all the time with surprises and everything. And, and he, he's infectious with her. And, and that's what we need. We need men who are godly men 
who uh, love their wives like Christ loved the church. And so, to me, that's that's what God birthed. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. Hey, Coach, uh, we only have a few minutes left um, with you. I wanted to talk a little bit more about your grandson, and I read the article on him, and, and he has been through some tough times for such a young man. And it's it's got to be hard, I would think, for, for a young man at that age who has lost his girlfriend, lost his grandmother, to be able to to you know stay strong in his faith and not ask why, and 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 I'm wondering the relationship that you have with Derek must be awfully special. Yeah, uh, keep in mind now that I have three sons. They're all married and happily married and walking with the Lord. I have a daughter, Christy, who has never been married and had two children out of wedlock. Derek is one of those kids. And so Derek has never had a, a man of God, a father, you know. He, he's had me in his life, grandfather, but not his own daddy. He doesn't know his own daddy. He's never met his own daddy. And so, you know, in my case, obviously, when I was uh, coaching football, you know, coaching is intoxicating. It's compelling. Your budget's running up and down the field. I didn't do right by my daughter. I didn't uh, lay down my life for my daughter. In, in other words, she needed more of me. <laughs> I wasn't neglecting her, but I wasn't always there for her. And I would say to any men that are listening that uh, I was wrong. I dropped the ball. I let God down. And as a result, my daughter has never been married, but has two children out of wedlock. And these are, they both know the Lord. She knows the Lord, but she's never had a man who she's united to. Boy, I, you know, that's, um, to be able to, to talk about that openly and freely must have been a very difficult time um, for you as her father and as a Christian to, to go through that. But, you know, as, as we know, because we all have kids, and, and I have three grandsons that live across the street, you know, we we will lay down our lives for these, these, these uh, kids and our, our grandkids, and it's interesting, Pastor. We we talk a lot about coaching and being a pastor. Are you know pretty close, man? You know pretty close to 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 as far as time away and 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 how hard it is to focus on our on our family. Yeah, but I liked what Coach McCartney was saying there about calling men to to love their wives, to to love their families. Uh, I, I love I love the church. I love the people in the church. But if 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 I demonstrate to my family or my kids that those people are much more important than than they are, then that's why. I mean, the the joke is if you're a preacher's kid and coach. Uh, I grew up as a pastor's kid. My dad pastored for uh, 22 years in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and 18 in Colorado Springs. And the joke always was pastors' kids either end up in the ministry or in jail. <laughs> you know, I mean seriously. Yeah, I mean because. Yeah. And and my dad w w came to my ball games. He he was uh, he encouraged me, you know. And so I made a I'm you know I had a great role model there. So that with my boys, if I went out to speak somewhere, I took one of them with me. I mean, I just wanted them to be with me. And if you remember what Bobby Bowden said, he said most of those guys 
that were coming into his program didn't have a daddy. Right. Same with, yeah. with Bill. Yeah. yeah. And and that he had to actually almost take some of that role, and his wife took some of that role of ministering to the to these guys too. And I mean, someone has to teach him. And and, and coaches like Coach McCartney and Coach Bowden have had opportunities to to lead young men to Jesus Christ. Well, and we we had talked about platforms. Uh, Pastor and, and and Coach McCartney, uh, you know the Lord has given you a great platform, Coach, and 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 certainly you have taken advantage of that platform, and 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 I'm sure that uh, you know with the amount of men that you've led to the Lord through Promise Keepers and through your coaching experience, that when when you close your eyes at night, you got to feel pretty good at, at 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 where your life has has been led and the platform the Lord's given you. Well. You know, the Lord can use anyone, and he's sovereign. He answers to no one, and he can even use a coach. But um, I could have done better, you know. Uh, I could have, um, uh, you know, when when your daughter gives herself out of wedlock, it's it's probably because her father didn't... Um, give her the affection and the attention that she needed. And so, you know, I'm I'm not beating myself up, don't get me wrong. Okay, but it's sobering. It's mm-hmm. it's a kind of a thing where I know that God has forgiven me. I know that the blood of Jesus Christ has washed me whiter than snow. I'm purified and I'm renewed, but I still drop the ball. And and coach, you know, you're talking about that passage about uh uh, in James there about uh, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I mean, right before that for, that that verse is that he, he calls on them to confess their sins and their faults to one another because when you do that, there, there's a bonding and encouragement. And you've been very, very transparent, you know, as far as uh, on the broadcast uh, of what God has done in your life, what he's shown you, and and even where we, you know, you've come up short, and we we all have come to that point. And there could be people listening who feel like maybe God's given up on them, or that uh, God wouldn't be interested in them. And uh, the Bible is is says the exact opposite: that God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I just appreciate, Coach, your uh, your transparency. And your willingness to uh, just really humble yourself in sharing with us, um, you know, some of what you were going through. Because, uh, you know, it's been documented, and it was on 30, 30, 30, 30 or, yeah. 30 for 30. Oh, 30 yeah. for 30. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you have really, I think God has used that. And you, you might not know till you get to heaven how God's used it. Well, thank you. And, and I receive that. And I and really, I, I truly receive that. You know, I would say to the audience that's listening that, They've never really given their lives to Jesus. There's a verse in Scripture. It's James 4, 8. Mm-hmm. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would just say, if you're listening, and you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, I encourage you to consider the claims of Christ and turn to him, and your life will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Coach, we we really appreciate your time today, and uh, keep up the good work. Hit the ball straight when you're playing golf. Don't 
Don't uh, go off the, the uh, sidewalk when you're on your bike. Stay safe <laughs> out there in Colorado. And and uh, we are we were big fans coming into this show. We're bigger fans now, Amen. Coach. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Well, bless you guys. You know, Colorado altitude is is a mile high, so. We're actually closer to heaven than you guys are. <laughs> oh, there Amen. you go. I like, I like that. That's coach. awesome. I like and that. He is uh, the former head coach at Colorado, Bill McCartney, and, and we just appreciate his time. We'll be back in a short segment on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, Pastor Keith Fleming from Brookside Baptist Church. Man, Keith, thank you so much. And and again, please thank your mom. That is a, a, a guy who we talk about getting up on the mountaintop on this show. Man, that guy's on the peak. Yeah, well, yeah and, and for years and years, you know, I grew up and uh, watching Coach McCartney and, uh, and his testimony there. None of this surprised you, right? None of this surprised me. No. And uh, just a great man of God. And, and he lives it. You know, in Boulder, Colorado, a difficult place to, to live. Yeah. When, when he was coaching... Um, he would. Would he talk the way he's talking now? He would. Yeah. Yep. This is the. This is him. This is him. Yep. He this wasn't hiding Matt. anything. Not. Yeah. Not ashamed. And, and it got him in trouble if he wore a mm-hmm. CU shirt talking that way, because mm-hmm. the the you know administration kind of came after him if he had a CU shirt on, talking that way. I, I do remember picking that up in the news. But wow. Uh, See, um, I, w- I wanted to get this OU fan here, Pastor Ken, to say "Go Buffs" while we had Coach McCartney on. We can do it without know, him, and, uh, we, and he's going to listen to it. Go ahead, Pastor. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. All there right. you go. That's right. There, That's there right. you go. Your favorite Colorado football player of all time. Ah, oh, favorite Colorado football player of all time, probably Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, back uh, back in the uh, late '80s, early. He was 90s. fun to watch, wasn't he? Fun to watch. Quick as and, a hiccup. Uh, yep. Boom. Quick and uh, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many guys from those. You know, Alfred Williams, Canavis McKee, J.J. Flanagan, Darian Cor- Hagen, Cordell those, Stewart, Cordell Stewart. Yep, came came uh, in the mid '90s. Hey, I got to tell you a quick Cordell Stewart story. I flew on the Packer team plane once to a game in uh, Pittsburgh. It's a Monday night game, and uh, I'm on the field. And Cordell Stewart for the Pittsburgh Steelers had the game of his life. Uh-huh. And we are walking, we get done, and, and the, the Packers lose. We get to the airport, and, and the, the buses just pull up, and you just you go to the tarmac and go up the stairs. Walking up the stairs, it's the uh, general manager of the Packers, Ron Wolf, me, and Fritz Shermer behind me. Uh-huh. And walking halfway, Fritz turned, or Ron turns and sees Fritz behind me. He goes, Fritz, are you kidding me? Cordell Stewart? <laughs> Did you ever see him at Colorado? He was horrible. Uh-huh. And I'm standing behind between these two wishing that time would, would end. So, hey, guys, thank you again. Keith, it's really good to see you. Thank you for having me. Anytime you want to sit in for Pastor, you just make yourself at home. All right. right. No. Sounds good. Sounds Ken, good. Ken, as always, it's good to see you as well. Yeah, you too, Mike. Yeah, you boys have uh, have a good week. Really appreciate you listening. You can always check us out at faithinthezone.com to hear some shows from the past. If you've missed any shows at all. 
Uh, one of the ways we do this show is is we get recommendations for guests. If, if you have anybody that uh, that you want us to have on, please call me at my desk, 414-448-2104. It's 448-2104. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.